I just want to welcome all of you again this morning. And I want to introduce, because on Mother's Day, I thought that the most important person you could hear from this Sunday is my own mother. All right, everybody? And so she's going to come and teach you. And pre- and come on, she's going to teach you a lot more sweetly than she taught me. All right, everybody? She's going <laughs> to. But if I can just say, there is no one else on this planet. I used to think it was my grandmother, my mother's mother. But now I've realized no one else on this planet that I know that loves God's word more than my mother. Uh, that just just goes in his word every day, that is there, just solid foundation. You can talk with some people, and you know that they just kind of memorized a verse that morning, and they're telling you what it is. And you can talk with some people that they've kind of, you know, they, they know about God. And they know, I, I can tell you, if you talk with my mother, you'll know she's the real deal. And that she understands, she spends time in God's presence. And so when she talks, I listen. Come on, somebody. It's just a, that's just a novel concept. <laughs> but when, man, it's just amazing. And let me just tell you, the older you get, the more you know how much your mom knows. The more you recognize. And so I just wanted to bless you guys. I promise nothing I could say was going to be that great on this Mother's Day. But she is going to bless you. So come on, can we welcome my mom this morning? I think it's kind of neat that he was up here because it will remind me of so many things of being a mom. So, <laughs> and, and the amazing thing is it's just God's grace because I sit in the front seat and I take notes when my son is preaching because I know the Lord is using him. But it is an honor that I get to be up here today because I know... So many of you, with Miss Serenelle being here, she's 96 years old, and I know you can teach us some things, and I can be learning so much more, but I do have a word from the Lord this morning, and I am excited. I've been praying, and, and Terry knows I speak in my sleep a lot, and uh, one, one day when I, when I woke up in the morning, he said, last night you were even singing in your sleep. So (laughs) he can say some things, but I know the Lord was stirring in my heart the message because I'm one of those that even like Psalms one says, you know, even day and night, because I have found the fountain of life. And when you have found the secret, let me tell you something, no one can take it away and you just hang on to it and no one can change your mind about it. So I am thankful to be here. And I want to say, um, if you got the Benny's um, wash, car wash thing, it's going to be Benjamin outside washing your car, actually. (laughs) Just kidding. Just kidding. (laughs) So anyway, I wanted to bring this up here so I could remember. And thank you, everyone, for being part of giving us the roses, just so nice to be remembered. And, and I was thinking this morning, you know, 365 days, you're day in, day out, night in, night out. And some of you that have the young babies, I remember, you know, you, you change diapers so many times that you lose count and you think, I wish that for every diaper I changed, I would get something. Because I would be so rich at the end of the day, especially my two were the same time. And and then, you know, doing counters over and over, cleaning counters, washing dishes, and all those things that we do day in and day out. And, And somehow we know that the Lord sees every moment of what you do. So happy Mother's Day, happy 
Ladies' Day, Sisters' Day, but I also want to remember the ones that even this weekend, I have a friend that buried her mom yesterday. And I want to remember you because right now some of you are really hurting with sister in heaven and and wife's mom in heaven and, and different mothers that have gone uh, before us because it is a, a mixed emotional time. And I was not going to speak about my mom this morning, but this morning the Lord just dropped it in my heart because there's so much that our moms put in us that somehow we focus on that today, but we will focus on the Lord and his word today. Let's go to prayer. Father, I thank you for this morning. I thank you, Lord, that we are here celebrating mothers, yes, sisters, yes, and women that have loved you, women that are um, imparting you into their children, grandchildren, great-grandchildren, and those that have children that are in the faith. Like Paul the Apostle said to Timothy, Lord, he was like a son to him. There are people here that have those people in their lives, and we just celebrate today your word, which you've given us. You are the word. You are life today, Lord. So we come in your name today, in the name of Jesus, in this place Just pour your blessings on everyone right here, Lord, your showers of blessings. And we pray, Lord, that your presence will be here. We honor you more than anything else this morning. We thank you for being here. We ask it in Jesus, your name. Amen. Amen. So I have a word, and and I have been excited about it because... A few weeks ago, I was in the car, and this is the verse that I heard in a song. And so this is the verse where I'm going to start with, and it is Colossians 3.17. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. And it just was like a moment that it changed my whole attitude about what I was facing, where I was going, and what I was supposed to do. Because I was just like, I even told somebody, I'm just dragging my feet. Because I really, it was something that I had to do. And But at the same time, when we do it, as unto the Lord. And so this morning, I just want to concentrate on that. And last night, of course, first of all, I want to thank my daughter, Jennifer, who made me a mom. For the first time in my life. And I want to thank Benjamin and I want to thank both of them for letting me know what an honor it is to be a mother, to be able to plant into your children's hearts. And of course, my grandchildren, that now I'm a grandmother, which is another uh, wonderful thing. I just uh, was telling Francis, we met somewhere right back there, and I said, you know, being a grandmother, you're just so much more. Uh, relax. So you can enjoy. And Terry and I, you know, we we have them over and then you send them home and you go, it's quiet. Because, and and things are everywhere because the girls will say, Alyssa and Jennifer will say, you know, Miss Mama, you want us to pick up, you know, Mom, you want us to pick? And I say, no, that's okay. You all go, you know, we'll pick it up. And after they leave, it's like, yeah. We can pick up and wow, they can really bring out some stuff in your house that you didn't know were there. And so, but it is an, it's just a joy. And, and I want to, I know my mom is watching this morning and I want to say happy Mother's Day to mom. But, 
She doesn't know because last night she prayed with me and we prayed together. And that is what an honor it is for me when mom prays for me on the phone. And then she'll send me cards. And sometimes she'll even the card, turn it around and there'll be verses back there and she'll be writing things. And so I was telling her some part of the message, but I didn't know. And this morning when I, the Lord just dropped it in my heart that I need to just bring up my mom. Because she was my example, and she's my example. And I'm so happy that I have her in my life today, that I can talk about her. And, and we really, we're carrying our grandmothers, our great-grandmothers. And the other day in Bible study, uh, somehow the, wor- the um, conversation went to the part where my great-grandmother, Sarah, had to give her life for not denying Jesus Christ. And she was 37 years old. And so sometimes I feel like I'm carrying them in my heart because we are. We are who we are today because of our great-grandmothers, grandmothers, and how they paved the way. And I remember because my grandfather, who was nine years old, this is my daddy's mom and my, uh, my daddy's dad. And so it was my daddy's grandmother. And she had seven of her children there. And her husband, Doctorian, he was a um, doctor, had been killed already. And they came to her, to her house, and they said, if you deny Christ and say she, he is not the son of God, Jesus is not the son of God, all you have to say is that, and we will spare your life, and we will spare your children's lives. And he, she turned to them and she said, he died for me, I'll die for him. And my grandfather watched this because he told us. And the stories we heard, and, and when I was a young mom, I used to say, please, please, Lord, don't let me make that decision. Because it's not so much about herself, but it was about her children. But the Lord miraculously saved my grandfather's life. He was saved, so now I'm here. And I can say, yes, the Lord Jesus Christ is the Son of God. And, of course, you know, there's a, uh, something about saying that when you know your life is in danger or saying it somewhere where we can freely come and say it today. So let's take opportunity every day to tell someone about what the Lord has done for you because it is, it is so precious. We are bought with the precious blood of Jesus Christ today. So I don't even know why I went there, but I was going to talk about my mom because last night as I told her, but I was thinking I've learned so much from my mom. And one of the things, the most difficult things for my mom was my dad would travel around the world. And he did go to so many countries preaching the gospel. And mom stayed home day in and day out, four brothers and me. And no, I was not the perfect one either. (laughs) Paul was the, the oldest. And of course, so many things they would say, oh, look at your older brother. And then. Luther was the youngest, and oh, look at, we all were um, very difficult children. 
just like yours are. I mean, I don't know if anybody can say, oh, their children are perfect. Because I, I've heard people say things like, oh, our, our baby slept through the night. Well, I never knew that either with our children. <laughs> so I don't know. Sometimes maybe you think that's, you know, nice and perfect, whatever. But you know that children come along and the Lord does a lot of things in you through your children. So um, mom had the main responsibility of day in, day out, teaching us God's word. And I am talking about every morning without exception. And all you could do was we would wake up very early and you could wash your face and you had to be on our bed with five of us. And he, she would teach us a verse, we had to sing a song, yes, very early in the morning. We sang a song, we had the hymn books, we called them El Magian hymn books. And then we would pray, each one of us, and then we would go and get ready for school and leave. So I tried to do that. We changed it around a little bit where, yeah, Jennifer and Benjamin could get ready first since we lived right next to the school, you know, how good that was. And we would get on the sofa. We would sing a song. We would read the word. We would learn verses. And then we would run to school. So um, with, with our kids. So I learned that from my mom. And dad put so much in me the part of ministry, because I would travel with him, but I learned to love God's word from my mom. And so today, as moms, you have such a responsibility. As grandmothers, I mean, even our two older ones who are eight now, Elijah and Rylan, and I'll say something about, okay, everybody on the sofa, because Miss Mama has something to say, and they'll say, Oh, Miss Mama, you always, and they're already doing that. And that is incredible because these cute little grandchildren, I thought, would never roll their eyes, would never, because, you know, and they are doing that. And I, I told Elijah the other day, I said, do you know how many times Miss Mama would sing to you? And I was trying to kiss them all on their heads and they were running. I was chasing them. And, and I said, that's okay. I kissed you maybe a hundred times already on your head when you were a baby. So now I'm trying to do that with our grandchildren and it gets harder. It's not like they all sit there and, you know, and, and uh, very sweetly say, oh, yeah, time to, you know, do this or whatever. And sometimes they'll be... Um, they would be, and Terry, Terry probably remembers this too, where they would be fighting each other. And I'd say, okay, now we're going to pray. And they would be like, you know, don't touch me. And you touch me. And, and I'm like, okay, you know, but you have to persevere. You have to persevere. But one of the wonderful things in this verse, where I'm going to come back to it, is where it says in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus. Because Paul the Apostle wants to remind us that it's in the name of Jesus we have the power. In the name of Jesus we have the strength. In the name of Jesus we have the joy. In the name of Jesus we have the perseverance to do it whatever we're doing. To whoever. Because I felt like this message is not just for moms. It's for our lives for every day to remember that whatever we do, when we do it in the name of Jesus, then that is who is working in us to do it. 
Because Jesus said, you are the light of the world. But before he said that, he said, I am the light of the world. So he's the one that's putting that light in our hearts. And we we used to sing that song, you know, when we were little. I don't know if you all know it, but this little light of mine, I'm going to let it shine. And then the second verse says, don't let Satan blow it out. I'm going to let it shine. Because he is ready to blow it out. He's ready to steal the word that is in your heart. This last week, I was sitting at the beach. Terry and I, he had work to do, so I went with him. And it was only two, two and a half hours away in uh, Gulfport, Mississippi. And the beach was beautiful. And I was sitting there with the word. And I was doing um, my devotion time and just spending time with the Lord. And then I had an apple in my bag. And for some reason, I said, you know, I'll just sit here and eat this apple. And I could see hundreds of birds far away, very, very far away. You could see them like little black dots on the sand. And so I'm eating my apple, and it was just beautiful. I'm watching some seagulls, whatever. And there was a little bit of core left, and I just decided. I said, you know, it's food. It's not garbage. It's not anything like that. So I threw it. Three, four seconds later, I hear this loud seagull sounds, and they all didn't go for the apple. They came on me. And it was so scary at first. And I was like, what is going on? And they were like calling each other. And, you know, I'm glad that not hundreds of them came, but maybe about 25 came and all spread out. And they're looking at me, and I did not even have a piece of cracker in my bag to give them. And I was like, I can't believe I didn't have anything to And I was like, I'm sorry, guys, because by that time... I knew they were not going to attack me because at first I thought they were going to attack me. But anyways, and this week as I was reading about the sower that went out, it says the sower went out and when he sowed some seeds on the wayside, the birds came and ate it up. But when Jesus was explaining that part, and those, those birds were beautiful. I mean, they had nothing to do with the devil sending them over there. I don't want you to misunderstand me. But Jesus said that the seed that was sown, the devil is watching. And he's the one quickly will come to steal it out of your heart. So you need to watch when you're reading the word of God. When you are putting the word of God in you, watch those things that the enemy might bring to your mind and, you know, unbelief while you're reading it. You know, you read that before and that's not for you. That was for that person or years ago or whatever. But we need to watch because the enemy is out there to kill, steal, and destroy. That's all he knows how to do, kill, steal, and destroy. So we need to watch when we're planting God's word in our hearts while we're reading it. So that the, the picture of the birds was just like, wow, Lord, you are so amazing to give me that picture. I will never forget that picture in my mind. And so we are the lights. And so God has given us the light. But the devil comes and pours like water on it, on your light. Or something that somebody will say and it's like, 
puts out your passion about something. So let the Lord just keep your light burning. You know, those virgins, the ten virgins had so much of, of the, they, they all were waiting for the groom, the bridegroom. And that is the incredible part. They all had their lamps and they all went to wait for the bridegroom. But five of them, and they all fell asleep. They all fell asleep. But five of them, when they woke up, their lamps had gone out and they did not have any more oil to make it keep burning. So that just tells me that we need to have the Holy Spirit constantly passionately burn the fire in our hearts because the fire is there. The Lord has put his light in us and he said, go light, go shine your light and let father be glorified with what you do. So we are the light of the world. And as much as we think the world is getting so dark, we are to reflect his light. Terry said uh, to me a few weeks ago, he was giving me that example, and he said, you know, when you go to the jewelry, they will take out a black cloth to show you their best diamond, so that the darker the background, the more you will see the shining diamond. The same way, the darker your corner is, the Lord has put you there to reflect his light in the name of Jesus. Don't go in your power. Don't go in your own strength because just like it says, John fifteen five, Jesus said, because without me, you can do, you say it, nothing. And he said, abide in me and I in you, then you will be able to bear fruit because without me, you can do Nothing. But then we go forward to Philippians 4.13. With Christ, in the name of Jesus, we can do all things. And that is the secret. Is the minute you think, oh, you know what? I can do this. Then, then the Lord says, okay, try it on your own. Go ahead. And then you realize, I can't do it. You know, you know how your kids... Uh, they used to think that they knew better than you until they got a little older than they knew that. Let me ask mom or let me ask dad. It's like, Lord, without you, we, we can do nothing. And the second point is I am an ambassador. I love this part because I love being an ambassador for the Lord Jesus Christ. Just everywhere you go, you are his ambassador and an ambassador forgets really who he is because he's representing the Lord Jesus Christ everywhere you go. You know, when you wear a uniform for a school or when you wear a t-shirt, like LSU t-shirts, so many people wear LSU t-shirts. I see them in other parts of the country, not so much other parts of the world. That's going to just shock me one day if I see somebody with the LSU t-shirt. But it's just that it represents something, and you are wearing it, and, you know, you're reminding people, you know, LSU, and, and um, but how much more what we have worn the Lord Jesus Christ, and we are his, <clears throat> excuse me, 
We are his ambassadors to the world. So let's show people who he is. Not so much who we are, but let's show who he is with our lives and how we reflect his light. And then the next one is that I am the temple of the Holy Spirit. He resides in us. So many times when I'm getting ready to speak and yes, I get nervous. Yes, the the thoughts are going. Your mind never stops. But at the same time, I'm saying, Lord, I know you're going to fill my mouth with words, but I want it to be your words. And at the same time, prepare me. I have to be prepared because I am the temple where the Holy Spirit resides. And that is what we need to be remembering all the time. Because the next point is, he is the one working in us. That never changes. Once we belong to the Lord Jesus Christ, once we are in the hands of the Father, constantly he is working on us like the potter with the clay. We are in his hands. He's working in us. He's doing things. And he says, son of man, do I not have the right to do whatever I want with the clay? And he is just forming us, mending us, molding us. And then he is the one that's going to make what he has prepared for you. Because each one of us, he has a plan. We're just not here accidentally. He has a plan for each one of us. And so we are his temple. And then he is working in us constantly. And and I know that, um, okay, so I'm going to do a illustration. I'm not like Terry, and I know that I'm going to try something. I brought an apron with me because this apron, um, our Spanish pastor's wife, Leah, was a dear friend of mine, Brought it to me a few weeks ago. And she said, Jasmine, we're making these aprons with Spanish church. And uh, I just found out Martha and her daughter, uh, I call her Jasmine because her middle name is Jasmine. But she always tells me I'm Abigail. But I tell her that the first time your mama introduced me, your middle name is Jasmine. So I'm going to call you Jasmine. And she worked on them too. They work for missions. But I'm going to do something with this apron because growing up, I did not like them. This represented one thing to me, that I am the only girl in our house, and my four brothers could sit in the living room with daddy while I had to come in the kitchen and help mom to serve the guests. And so I never liked the apron because it represented that I had to stand at the kitchen sink and wash dishes. And I reminded mom yesterday, I said, mom, I'm going to use the apron and I'm going to say what you did. Because my mom taught me to serve. To serve without waiting for anyone to say thank you or well done or good job. It was just expected of me. And so I'm going to put it on. And that is that when you put on the apron, when you put on, and the verse I want to go to is Colossians 3.12. 
Because, yes, what do we do in the name of the Lord Jesus? That everything we do has to be in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when I read that verse, I said, I have to put on something to let you know that we have to put it on. And I mean, sometimes my cousin Ashley, who's in heaven right now, and we were three months apart, and we would stand there washing dishes. I would wash, she would rinse, and and um, somebody would would dry them. But she would wear. The, she was very obedient, and I would tell her things like, "You don't have to," and she would say. But Mitz Mama, you know, like my gra- our grandmothers were always so involved in our lives and they would correct us and they would make us, you know, would do whatever. And she was always the one did everything like they said. But I tried to get her sometimes to say, they don't know, they're not here. And but anyway, she would have hers on and I would be washing the dishes and my mom would come from behind and put it on me. So... <laughs> Thank you, Mom, because she was just wanting me to learn that you have to wear it so you could keep your whatever where you were wearing clean or whatever. That's what that was for, really, to protect what you were wearing. So anyways, my grandmothers diligently wore them. They would be hanging in the back of the door, the kitchen door, and they would just take it off and put it on. But it's just a childhood memory I wanted to share. But this verse says what we have to put on. So it says, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, put on tender mercies, kindness, humility, meekness, long-suffering. And do we have the next verse? And, okay, so... Long-suffering, forbearing one another, and then above all else, put on love, which is the bonding of everything else. Love is of God. God is love. He wants us to put it on so that we know it's not you, it's him. We know we are not naturally mercy, merciful and kind and long-suffering and, you know, compassionate. We are not these things, but God is. And he's saying, put on <clears throat> these things so that everything we do will be perfect. Not because we are perfect, but his love is perfect. It says love never fails. It will never fail. You can try it with situations where you think, you know, I'm showing so much love, but I'm not getting back what I'm thinking that I should be getting back. I, you know, I was, I was reading Enoch's story in three verses. And when I say Enoch, we kind of know who he is. He only had three verses in the whole world of word of God about who he was. And it says, Enoch walked with God 365, not days, 365 years. He walked with God day in, day out, day in, 
failed. And God was pleased with him. So there's some things you're doing. You're not going to feel like you're getting the reward. But do it in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Put it on. Put on the love that you are supposed to put on and plant it and see if it's going to grow. Because the word of God says when you plant the seeds, it's going to grow. Terry planted me an olive tree outside the window. And the other day I was looking out there and I said to him, I don't think it's growing yet. And he said, did, did you do that with your kids? He said, did you look at him every day and say, I don't think he's growing. I don't think she's growing yet. He said, you can't just keep looking at it. And in fact, this morning I looked at it and I thought, I need to go and measure it. So that... <laughs> I know Alyssa is going to love that because she's our planter and, and uh, Jennifer and I love that. The Lord has brought her into our life and that she loves being out there. And so I was thinking, you know, I need to measure it so that I know if it grows a little bit, I can see it. But God's word says, and so I know without a doubt, if we plant love, we are going to reap love. No matter how difficult the situation is, you just keep planting, you just keep planting, you just keep planting. And it is God's word. And it says when it falls and on good ground, it's going to bring forth fruit. Some 30, some 60, some 100. But the Lord didn't concentrate on the number. He just said he is going to bring forth fruit. So let's just go out there and plant love. So I wanted the guys in the back to um, play this song because a few weeks ago, as I said, I got in the car and I was just didn't want to do what I was supposed to do. Really, I knew I was supposed to do it. Sometimes I tell the Lord, okay, Lord, I'm going to obey you, even though I don't feel like doing that. But I did obey the Lord. I got in the car and the first song that came out was do it all in the name of Jesus. And then I'm going to pray for you all. Let's listen to the words because it just makes it so much more real about this verse. you were called to be a 
working in us. I thank you, Lord, that you are the one that loves us so much. You gave your son for us and you have given us salvation. You have redeemed us. You have bought us with the precious blood of Jesus. And so, Lord, I praise you today that everyone that's sitting here today, that your love will just flow into their hearts, knowing you see everything, knowing you're the rewarder, so that we can go out there and shine our light, Lord. Let us shine our light and let people see who our Heavenly Father is. Let us be representatives of you, Lord, ambassadors for Christ in this world, Lord, where you are needed so much these days. So, Father, I thank you for today. I thank you for every mother. I thank you for every grandmother, great-grandmother, and also great-great-great-grandmother, Lord. I thank you, Lord. Bless each woman that's here today. Make us lights. Make us, Lord, your reflection in this dark world. I thank you, Lord. In Jesus, your name I pray. Amen.